Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. There's something special about when someone takes time to focus to minister to people. You know, maybe, maybe it's because it means something to me because, I, I, because I, it's what I want to do. But when I see that happen, you know, and it's not like they don't, there's no reward for it other than the impact that it makes. I, I, I love that, you know. And I, I can see the Lord talking to me about serving within this community and, and I don't mean a ploy to get you serving in our programs. We don't have a lot of programs, but I mean serving each other. That the, you know, because there's so many people, I'm just going to kind of preach from my heart. I, I wasn't feeling the greatest this week, so I do have a message, but I might not get to it. I don't know. It's, uh, I, was, I felt a little bit disconnected from it. But, but, I, but I see so many people that are hurting and depressed and, I, and I, you know, so many times it's just so clear to me now that one of the greatest ways to break out of our clouds and our funk is to serve. It's to serve people. It's to, be, it's to love other people, you know. It's to lay your life down and give it up for somebody else. And it doesn't have to be some grandiose thing. It's, it's the littlest thing, you know. I, I was reading in our um, Forward Church Online Facebook group, and Monica, many of you know Monica. A lot of you don't because she travels on weekends. But you know, she's she's here usually in our Wednesday thing. She gets she's in y'all's life group. You know, she's awesome, and she posted this little thing in there that that uh, and, and I may add to her words a little bit. But uh, the general idea was, you know, she's been thinking about this exercise of who do you love, right? Because that's what we're talking about in this limitless series. Who do you love? And we're talking about finding those assignments that God wants you to do. So you live from identity. Your purpose, the, God, the reason God created you was to be His child, but now that you know that you're a child, there are some things God wants you to do on this planet, right? Now, fulfilling those assignments do not complete you as a person or your identity, but because you are complete in Him, you, you want to do what God wants you to do, right? And, and, and the older I get, that's really all I want to do. You know, somebody was talking to me about dreams. It's like, we're not, I'm not in the, we're not, we're not in the dream fulfillment business. We are in the fulfillment of God's assignments on our lives business. You know what I mean? That's what I want to do. I want to help you and inspire you and give you some things that encourage you to follow God, right? And so back to Monica, I was uh, just reading her thing in there and she said, you know, she, she had this idea that it, had, that it was this big grandiose thing. What's the big thing, right? What's the big thing that God wants me to do? And then she just kind of had this epiphany that there's a couple of small little things that she can do, and she named some specifics about serving, uh, I think, families that had served in the service <laughs> and their kids and, you know, just, just a little small thing. And I just got to thinking about that, you know, and it's like that's the grandiose thing is that all those little small things, I think a lot of time we... We disqualify ourselves because something's too small or something is like insignificant or it's not a big deal. And so we just either don't do it or, or we minimize it. You know what I mean? You, you know what I'm saying? But it's like it's those little things that add up. It's not about the grandiose thing, the, the gigantic testimony. It's about living a life 
laying ourselves down, being willing to when there's the opportunity to love. Because people need to be loved. You know what I mean? All, all over the place. All over the place. In our home, in our jobs, wherever you go with your, with your you know, somebody here just invited their doctor to church. And their doctor came to church, you know, and we got to pray for them and minister to them. You know, I mean, you, you, how many of you have ever invited your doctor to church? Yeah, a couple people, right? I mean, praise God for that. How, I'm a, and it's not about getting them to come to church, but it's like you're just kind of extending, you know. It's like, all right, the, I, have, I, I know what the Lord can do in this person's life. And maybe they're already even a believer, you know what I mean? But it's like we have this power and we have this knowledge and understanding of this new covenant and who we are in Christ and we sit on it. And I, and I don't want to make us feel guilty but I want us to live from it. I want us to live from that place of purpose, not despising the little things, taking all the little opportunities that we can. Because, you know, there, there, I don't know what the reward system is like in heaven, but I think we're going to get there and be really surprised of what God, of what God thinks is a big deal. You know, I, I think. I think we're going to be pretty surprised. It's like, wow, really? So I just want to, Father, we thank you that you are, you're showing us, you're giving us a revelation of how we matter, how our lives matter, how uh, us yielding to you is important to you because you just want to love people through us. You want to show people who you really are, and we are the best shot at that, we being the body of Christ on this planet, carrying your presence, walking in your love, showing people who you really are. Like this girl who'd been abused, she was hearing demonic voices and voices of accusation, trying to keep her isolated, Father. She got in an environment where she could see people letting God love them. And then she thought, I can love people too. I'm loved by God because of, look at these people, how, the, how much they love God. It's, this something must be real here. I thank you that that's true of our lives. Amen. I'm, I'm going to read a, a few passages and, the, and then we'll close. I mean, it's, I know it's like a late start, but, I, but I, I did want to say this because I felt like the idea that God wanted to give this week is he's leading you, right? So last week we, we wrapped up with the idea of what's in your hands. We talked about Moses. God called Moses to do this thing. Moses said, I don't think I can do this. And what do I do? And Moses, God said to Moses, what's in your hands? Start with what's in your hands. And then this was the promise that God gave to Moses. Basically, I'll lead you. I'll teach you. I'll tell you what to say, right? So then you fast forward. And, and, and this is the crux of why we want to yield to God, so that this proves out true in our lives. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. And, and it just so happens that it's pleasurable for you also. It's fulfilling, it's rewarding, more, more than any dream. I pray we get to live our dreams, right? I pray we get to do those fun things and make money at whatever we want to make money at. I, pray, I, I hope that that happens for you. But if it doesn't, there's still some cool stuff that God wants you to do, fulfilling these assignments on your life, right? And that, that's the attitude adjustments that we need to make. I'm not saying don't trust God for a billion-dollar idea. You know what I'm saying? Do all that. That's All that stuff's fine. Look, go for that stuff too. And there are moments where I will... Teach on those kinds of things. But this is, this is what it's about. 
Like right now, this is just what God's highlighting. It's God who works in you, both to will so that you will want what he wants for you, right? Both to will mean so that you desire his will and it's good to work for his good pleasure. So a few passages, let me just read through these here. Y'all good? So here, here's, the, here's the idea that God told Moses this, I'll lead you, I'll guide you, I'll teach you. That's what I'm talking about. And so here, here's, here, I'll tell you the point that I want to make because I'm going to read several passages, but here's the point. God is leading you. You can hear Him. You hear Him better than you think than you, that you do. And the way that you hear Him the best is from a spirit and a mindset of adoption, sonship, daughtership in Him. So in other words, His Spirit is leading you and guiding you. His Spirit is also bearing witness to your spirit that you're His child. And you put those two together, and the way that you can confidently know that He's leading you and guiding you starts in the mindset that I'm His child. Because we all want to know, God, what are you saying? What are you leading me to do? Where do I go? What am I supposed to do? All right, that's fine. We want to know those details. But the mindset in which you best hear that type of leading is knowing your sonship, knowing who you are in Him, knowing that you're a child. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. Well, when you know you're a sheep, you'll know His voice. There's a video that we showed a while back, you know. Have you ever seen a video of a shepherd that calls to their sheep? There's like this shepherd and there's a bunch of sheep out there and they're his sheep. And there's some other people walking by. He calls them and they pay attention. And then the other people mimic him. It sounds a lot like him, but they don't pay attention. But then the one shepherd calls out and they all pay attention, right? That's us. And we've mysticized this idea of what it sounds like to hear God's voice. And we've, we've narrowed it down to ideas, like, like God's giving you these ideas. And it's more so the path is broad in terms of how He's leading us. And there's so many options that you can take and fulfill and complete. And it's like, it's like you wake up and you start going this way and God's like, okay, you're going that way. So along that path, I want you to do this, this, this. Oh, wait a minute, you turned. Okay, now along that path. Now, there might be specific things that He wants and He says, all right, now eventually we're going to get you back over to here. But it's like, the path that you're on is the path where you turn your heart to Him. But if you want to hear Him and you want to follow Him, put yourself in that mindset of sonship. Put yourself in that mindset that He's your child. So we'll read through these. I have much more to say. This is Jesus speaking. I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear now. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you in all truth. He will not speak of His own. He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify Me because it is from Me that He will receive what He will make known to you, and that belongs to the Father is Mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive Me, whatever will make known to you. I didn't read all that right, but the point is the Spirit is in you, leading you and guiding you. So then you go to this. Now, see, some people will say, well, that was for the early apostles so that they could establish a church and God could prove himself by their works. Well, Paul continues. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with 
persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest in human wisdom, but on God's power. He's expecting you to see power. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature. And see, this is the thing. Immature Christians rarely hear God. They might stumble upon His leading. And when I say immature, I mean people that aren't, that are blaming society, blaming their past, playing the victim, never really taking responsibility to yield to the Spirit of God in such a way where you dig into that Word with the intention of being changed by it, where you intentionally sow the Word into your heart for the purpose of experiencing transformation, and you take the personal responsibility to expose yourself to the leading of God where you come out changed. You know, we, we sit back and we're like, well, how do I do that? Well, have you tried? I want to ask a lot of people, you know, I sit in counseling and it's like, I get negative on that. I don't mean to be negative, but it's like, I just see people. It's like, okay, well, here's, what, here's your problem. Here's what the Word says. Spend some time on this. It'll change you. And then this will change your entire life. And then they come back two weeks later. How's it going? Oh, well, now what, were, what, what was I supposed to do? You know, it's like, if you're not following God, no human can do anything for you. Give you some tips and information and tricks and, you know, give you little points and all that stuff. Man, I'm telling you, we have to engage with the Spirit of God. We just have to. So, to the wise, among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden, that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord. However, it's written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those that love Him. Now, a lot of people stop there. They're like, well, we just don't know. We just don't know what God is. You know, our human eyes can't conceive and perceive. And You ever stop there? By the way, I noticed this. Can I make a personal point? I know I'm like going long now, but can I make a personal point on preaching? Because I hear uh, people will say, well, you know, the type of preaching where you take one scripture out and you build a whole thing around that. Well, Paul did it too. Paul quotes one scripture from the Old Testament and wrote a whole chapter on it. Sorry, I just had to make that point. <laughs> that was for me and the one person that might be listening that, you know, I don't have that person. Anyway. God, you know, man doesn't know. We can't understand. We can't perceive. We can't know. what. But then watch this. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. Well, you can't conceive it unless you're hearing it from the Spirit of the living God. Then it makes perfect sense to you. That's, that's how we know we're in carnal and spiritual thinking. When God's ways and promises seem like, I don't know how it's going to work, but this, this is probably, this is, this is possible your spiritual thinking. But when you read Scripture or you hear a promise from God or you think about healing, I mean, you know, healing is something that I feel the Lord talking to me to look into. Well, you know, it would have been nice to be better at healing over the last year and a half, wouldn't it? We wouldn't have been through some of the pain that we've been through. And I don't believe for a second that cancer is God's will. I think God gave us an immune system. I'm thankful for my immune system because this was a rough week. I'm glad I'm feeling better. may not sound better. I apologize for that. But you know, you know what I mean? So these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. 
for now we're talking about God's leading you, God's in you, He's showing you wisdom, He's speaking to you, and that's what we want to know, right? We want to know what God would say to us. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Now, the way to discern and understand and unpack the spiritual knowledge that He's giving you is to know His Word, to get that Word within you, because that's what He'll use and He'll give you. You know when you're reading something and it's like, oh, the revelation rises up. You know, it's alive. I was talking to Jesse. Jesse's showing me this app. He's going through the Bible every day and going through the whole Bible in a year. And it's just this little revelation that he had about we're part of God's story. You know, it's like a lot of times you read the Bible and you see these stories from way back then and you feel detached from it, but he feels like he's in God's story now. He's part of what God is doing. I love that type of stuff. Uh, the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. Now, you have the Spirit, but sometimes you're not letting Him influence your thinking. So this is those that are not born again. You're born again, but sometimes we're not letting Him influence us, and so we don't understand uh, and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The sp hearing from the Spirit of God is not mystical, it's just spiritual. Mystical is when you're waiting for things to come to you and appear to you. Spiritual is fruit, like, like an apple producing an apple, or apple tree growing an apple. That, that's spiritual. That's a life essence within something, birthing something out of it. Um, the person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things or understands all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct Him? But we have the mind of Christ. Now, you don't have God, God's brain inside of you. It's not like a brain transplant, although that would be nice, right? What He's talking is you know how God thinks. You have His Word and you have His Spirit. You have His mind on this. You have... His logos on this. You have His essence and His understanding. You know what I mean? You have, you have that. You have that within you. Let's, let's discover how to tap into it. And, you know, nobody can... This is the thing where preaching falls short because it's a spiritual connection between you and the Father that you have to yield to. All we can do is paint a picture and create a context, and then we engage within that. But I think all of that, Jesus said the Spirit's coming. When He comes, He's going to lead you, guide you. Paul says it's the Spirit that's searching everything within you. You know, you've got the, you have God's mind on this. You know how God's, God thinks. Under the old, man couldn't perceive and understand and know, but now God reveals those things to you by His Spirit. You have a direct connection with God and He's speaking to you and you can understand how He understands things and think as He thinks and make decisions as He makes decisions. And I think it's all wrapped up in this idea here in Romans 8, starting in verse 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. Say, I'm in the Spirit. Do I know how, do, I, do you want to know how I know you're in the Spirit if you said yes to Jesus? If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. You want to know how to get in the Spirit? Get the Spirit in you. Did you hear about people talk, well, I was in the Spirit. <laughs> and there are, I'm reading this book on uh, near-death experiences right now. Oh, my Lord, it is amazing. We're going to have to get some here because this, 
It's incredible. I, I want to start telling you stories about it. I, anyway, let me keep going. The, the heaven, if we only knew. In fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Just say that. The Spirit of God dwells in me. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. That's talking about being born again or not being born again. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Praise God for that. Through His Spirit who dwells in you. So, so then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, but if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you will put to deeds... Uh, put to death the deeds of the body you will live. And here's the, all comes down to this. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. You did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back in fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And th this is the whole idea. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. The Spirit that God gives us seals us for that day that we don't have to be afraid of any coming judgment. That Spirit gives us the power to become the sons of God. That Spirit is teaching us how God thinks, how God makes decisions, how God lives. And that Spirit is leading us and guiding us. That essence, that understanding, that logos is in us and we know we can follow it and we can understand Him. And that same Spirit is bearing witness to you, reminding you, you're my child. Even when you're in sin, it's not a conviction of sin unto guilt. It's a reminder, you're free from this. I've delivered you from this. You have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into my kingdom. You are not under the power of sin. You are under the power of grace because you were dead in your sin and now you're alive in me. I love you. You're my child. I came to heaven. I came to earth to become like you so that you could be with me. You know, all of these things that he's affirming to you, right? So when you're wondering, what am I supposed to do, God? Go through this process. Get yourself into a place where you are aware that the Spirit of God is bearing witness to your spirit that you belong to Him, so that you're confident in that, so that you're not making your decisions from an orphan mindset, so that you're not making your decisions wondering if God is for you or not, you know? And we do that. Oftentimes, because we're confused about what we think God wants us to do, we feel disconnected, and we feel like we're the ones that have created the disconnection. And we have, but it's only in our minds. I'm telling you, you know, and, and I pray that the Lord gives you something here so that it makes sense to you that when you're seeking His will, when you're seeking those decisions, when you're seeking how to follow Him, when it's like, what am I supposed to do next, Lord? Go to this. Put yourself in a place where you experience that the Spirit of the living God is bearing witness with your spirit that you are His child. Amen? Like even right now, Father, we thank You. We trust You. We yield to You. We hear You. We know that You're speaking. We already know that You're speaking. Jesus promised that You would lead and guide us. We already know that You're doing that. And if there's any confusion, it's on my end. If there's any breakdown, if there's any... Uh, failure to follow your leading, it's on my end. If there's any failure to experience your provision for whatever it is that you're calling me into, it's on my end. It's not you withholding. 
But for me to clear out all of that confusion, you've given us a way. You've shown us that your spirit is bearing witness with our spirit. So I will trust in that. I will, I will cling to that. Father, show me what that looks like personally for my life. <clears throat> for all of us that are here, show us how to show us how to do that. Show us how to sit in a place, being still, acknowledging that you're God, and hearing your spirit bear witness to our spirit that we belong to you. We are your child. That you love us. You do have assignments for us. <clears throat> you do have things that you want us to do for you and for this kingdom and for other people, but it's from a place of sonship. I love you, Lord. Thank you for being my father. Thank you for adopt, <laughs> adopting me. Thank you for not leaving me abandoned in this earth. Thank you, Father, that we're safe in you. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. And thank you to those of you who support Forward Ministries financially. You truly are changing the way the world sees God. You're helping people detox from performance-based religion and experience God's love for them. We're committed to helping you renew your mind so you'll experience transformation and move forward in every area of your life. I pray you're making this hard journey. Visit my website at clintbyers.com for hundreds of free teachings and articles that will empower you to renew your mind and put on your eternal identity in Christ. I'm especially excited about my tools for transformation that have original music and modern technology designed to help you slow down and connect with the Spirit of God in your heart. I'd like to invite you to partner with Forward Ministries. Help us continue to spread the gospel and develop resources that are empowering people to grow in their identity in Christ. Thank you again for joining me. I pray God's blessings and promises over you and your family today.